If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Channel F, the show where the rules are made up, and if you don't get enough points, you're fired. I'm Merritt Kay, your host, and with me this week, uh, as always, until next week, is Fanbyte Managing Editor Stephen Strom. Hello. Sorry, this is my last episode. Last week, I only got last episode. Points. Last, so. yep, yep. Um, next wow. week, we will be changing formats a little bit. Um, so look forward to hearing from some people you might not hear from as much, but don't worry because. All of our regular hosts will be back in the mix eventually. Uh, Speaking of regular hosts, Nikki Grayson and Danielle Riando are both on the International Space Station this week. Uh, Really awkward when they both went up there at the same time and didn't know the other one was going to be there. And uh, it's a whole thing now. (laughs) Don't even get me started on that. But thankfully, we have Fanbyte. Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Mike, what's your title, Mike? Staff writer, I believe is Staff the actual title. Writer. I, I have not put it any. any you begin equipped with a pen and a staff. Uh, you, yeah, I'm a healer. Is that how this is going? Mike, do you want a different title? Because uh, the way that we work here is that basically you can just make shit up. If you wanted a different title, let's give you a different don't title. Don't tell well, them that. You can't shit. tell them that. Wait, so it's, I can be something like... Uh, uh, commandant writer or or, or uh, word guru or something like that. So a little you peek could. behind the curtain here yeah. is that Nick uh, Nicholas Grayson, the brand editor, brand editor plus uh, for fanbyte.com has a plus in their title because they thought that would be funny. I think uh, LB does as well now at this point. I think LB does too. <laughs> it's see this. The problem now is there's going to be plus inflation where we mm. all end up with pluses in our names, and then some people will need to have double plus names. Right. I'm just going to be managing editor times managing editor, but the X is actually silent. It's just pronounced managing editor, managing editor. Or, or you can be like squared, like you can do the little subscript Ooh. on the top. The double plus good editor. Yeah. That's Orwellian. Wow. Is that an Orwellian yeah. thing? Yeah, double plus good, double plus good, ungood. That kind never, of stuff. Never read. Cats. Oh my lord! You speak. You never is, right? read. You never read cats. Yeah, by George Orwell. Yeah, no, by George never. Orwell. You got it. It's. I mean, the musical based on it is pretty spectacular. So I hear when the aliens show up and they shoot all those people. Yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> this what, is dumb. What I'm sorry agreed, to do this. What What if I agreed to? And, and jumped into what's happening. This is sort of a, a a test run for you, Mike, because I think you are on next week again. But um, we're gonna try and keep things normal next week or this week. Next week, who knows? Um, 
and a, a child screams outside just as I say that. <laughs> this uh, is normal. So scene. this is normal. I'm I back in on... New York. We're back on the pod. Um, I, I, I was, was in a meeting with Colin mm-hmm. earlier today the, on the subject of the child screaming. Sorry, Merritt, I don't mean to interrupt, but you did bring this up. Uh, you, you did make me think though of this rather, which is that I was on a meeting with Colin earlier today and Colin just um, kind of like started talking in the middle of a conversation that I was having with Nikki and Funky at the time and was like, somebody just honked a clown horn outside of my door. <laughs> See, and, that sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. So right? You, we're creating this kind of mythos here where this clown came over to Brooklyn from Jersey and is now attacking children. Yes, he's scaring children outside of your door. I see. He brought see. a child outside of your door first. The child is like, I'm from Iowa. Why are we hey, here? Come and he's here. like, hold on. I'm going to spook you. I'm going to scare you. This one's for Merritt. And he's like, who? Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I really hate, you know, <laughs> New York has gotten so, there's so many bridge and tunnel clowns now. Mm, These clowns, mm, they come mm, over mm. from Jersey, they come over from Staten Island, and they just come over on the weekend, and they fill yeah. up all the brunch places. These bridge and tunnel clowns are really making the city a worse place to be. Um, fuck out of here, clowns. And uh, fuck out of here, whatever this is, because we're moving on to staff picks. Yay! Hey, welcome to Staff Picks, where we pick the hottest, freshest games right off the vine, steaming on the vine, and hand it to you, fresh. Taste taste the freshness of these picks, because let me tell you. Yeah, it's fresh. Know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. How do you tell if this pick is fresh? Like, you squeeze it, if it's like the, you, you look for, under the little pip at the bottom to see what color it is or something okay well you take the you take the pick first and then you dump it out right and then it's okay. like oh it's full of sand and and grain and stuff like that and it's like oh it's hard it's not right you fill it back up with water and then you hold it in front of your chest and you say now feel my booby and I then mean, you know that it's then you know you've got the I good see, one kind of a see i was 40 year thought old it was like a squeezing a thing like you squeeze it just a little bit, then you lick, yeah. and uh, See, depending on if anyone, the taste is rancid or not. Does anyone know though? Because like when I go to the grocery store and I'm like squeezing produce, I'm like, it's just like a, it's like a formality, right? It's yeah. like mm-hmm. you, you want to feel like you're in control. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and like avocado, I know if it's like, well, if this is rock hard, I'm gonna have to wait to make guacamole with it. But beyond that, I'm just like, I don't know. It's, I feel I feel pretty confident about bananas because that's mostly a color thing. Yeah, bananas are easy. They advertise. Um, otherwise, I do just use the wild, wild west method like I just described. Kind of yeah, um, I how mean, I base all things. Oh, that life. was a wild, wild west. I thought that was a 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, no, sorry. Okay. Uh, well, pa- Paul in the chat says the old Jim West method. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, I, I pretty much, uh, the my is it soft? Too soft? And uh, mm. does it have flies on it? Yeah. Those are the two, two Mike Williams methods. So I mean, uh, if your vegetables or fruits are very soft, or they have flies on them, uh, how many okay. flies? You so know, I know 50%? I know we're getting into we're getting into staff picks here, but I do want to ask a contentious fruit question, which is banana ripeness. How? What's the ideal zone for you? Because you know, people eat bananas all the way from green to like mostly black. Yeah. What's your like, what's your ideal range real quick? Then we can talk about video games. 
I, I'll say that my ideal range, I'm not a huge banana person. Mm. Uh, unless it's like, you know, banana on top of something. So I will say mm. all the way in the range where you have to make banana bread. Yeah, mm. that's fair. I was going to say something similar, which is I think like a deep yellow with just a little bit of brown, because I'm mm. if anytime I buy a banana, I don't eat that. I, I like buy bananas and I'm like, I'm going to eat this tomorrow morning for breakfast. And do I do that? No. But. If it's deep enough in that direction, I can approach banana bread and I can convince myself that I will make banana bread two days uh, from now, which I also see, don't do. I eat a lot of bananas, but I feel like what happens is they'll buy a bunch and be like, now I have five bananas for a whole week. Yeah. And then I don't eat some for a couple of days and then they uh-huh. all start going and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I have to eat so many bananas. Fuck. Shit. 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 <laughs> fuck. 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 Shit. There's so many fucking bananas in here. Because um, cussing is a symptom of potassium deficiency anyway staff picks um mike you have a game down here that i played for about five minutes the other day and i haven't picked up again yet but i'm going to called cruise and blast yes it's uh it's a spiritual successor to those old cruising USA and cruising the world games. I mean, it, like, it's a literal successor, right? Because it's, do, isn't it? But do they actually like it? Like it's a different studio. It was an arcade cabinet first. It came out like a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's a different oh really? Studio, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different studio. So I'm like, it, do did they like pick up the trademark? Like I didn't want to say it was the uh, same publisher. Is the same publisher? I, I don't you know? even the, like the studios raw thrills, which I had never yeah. heard of before yeah. this game. Um, so uh, maybe it is a an actual sequel, but uh, at the very least, it is attempting to ape the style of the old cruising USA and cruising the world games, but in uh, 3D, uh, and it is pretty much 100% like those. Adds a little bit of drifting to the mix. Uh, but it plays like those um, and also has quite possibly the most annoying uh, song <laughs> in its menu that I've ever heard. Cruising. Yeah. Let's go cruising. Like, no, stop, please. And, and, and you can't turn it off. So every time you go back to the, uh, the menu, yeah. it's, it's a nightmare. Um, and while I quite enjoy it, it definitely still has those cruising arcade roots in that they want to keep you playing. So Mm. like on normal difficulty, the other racers are like racing at, at top capability. They're so hard, right? Yes. You have to, you have only done, I've only done one tour so far, but like, I was like, ah, it's an arcade racer. I know how to play those. I'll get first place on normal. No, I got third place on every race. And I was like, they're just going faster than me. Yes. Like you have to be really good and tight in your play in order to hit, like it is bare knuckle on normal to hit first in every race. And you got to buy upgrades and stuff too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, You got to buy blasts, which are the, the, uh, speed ups like you just hit the button and you use a blast and it speeds you up um, but also you have to drift all the time mm. because drifting uh, not only gives you a boost you know Mario Kart style when you're done but also if you hold the drift long enough it gives you a blast it gives you a blast yeah so 
Like you have to play top tier. And I, I purchased, uh, I, I only play my Switch in, in handheld mode. Uh, and I purchased these extra large, uh, fake Joy-Cons. Um, you know, just to have like an actual analog stick mm-hmm. and actual handholds. And, uh, I played Cruising Blast, I think for probably like 30 minutes. And I was like, I need to pull these things out. Like I had bought them, but they had been in the box this entire time. Uh, and my hands were so cramping. That's how like bare knuckle Cruising Blast is to play. Um, so I love it, but I'm not sure how much. M- I'm going to play of it because it mm. requires so much of me. Uh, and at the same time, there's another game out, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, yeah. uh, which is a lot more fun. Like, just like, let's get in and have a race and enjoy ourselves and maybe not bare knuckle it out. And it has a course creator. And, uh, so like, yeah, it, it's, like- it's a lot. I feel like though having two arcade razors and one isn't as good as the other is like a pretty good problem to have in 2021. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> because like this genre kind of seemed like it was dying. Yeah. Um, uh, it died with, uh, it, we had the way back in the day, it was split second mm-hmm. um, and blur. Blur. Yeah. And they both came out in the same year. And neither of them did well, and I think both of them killed their respective studios. Mm. Well, and- Disney killed its whole... The split second was Disney, and they k- shut down all of their video game stuff. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, I will say, then- there was that other... It wasn't really strictly a racer, but it was an arcade driving game that was like really fun that nobody cared about. Onrush? Mm. Remember that? Where it was like uh, almost a MOBA racing game? I do remember Onrush. It it yeah. was kind of cool, but also like I just wanted like normal courses, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year I played Hotshot Racing, which was uh, pretty good. But the issues I had with that game were that it was like too kind of like buttoned down, like that maybe might be more your speed of just like normal courses and stuff. Like you do have to drift constantly. Um, but there's no like verticality in any of the maps. There's no like wild uh, shit happening. And like, even just playing like one tour of cruising blast, there's like huge jumps. There's like dinosaurs, like attacking the track. There's like meteors falling down. There's just all kinds of like shit happens. And I'm pretty sure it's like the old one where it's like just one lap, right? Like it's just like a race. It's not like three laps of the same. There, there are some that are are laps, but a lot of the courses are just straight, straight yeah. shots, like right. A to B, rather quick. And it's worth like if you miss arcade racers, it's definitely worth uh, picking up just to see all the courses. If you got that uh, fire in you to actually yeah. complete, because at a certain mm. point you need to get silver. In previous cups to unlock the next, in previous tours right, to unlock yeah. the next one. So you have to be good in order to unlock more of the game. Or just, uh, I feel like, like I was looking at it and it seems like it does have a thing where like you, you just earn money and like upgrades and stuff. So it does seem like you can sort of ameliorate like having 
less technical skill by just playing a lot and like unlocking upgrades. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how far that'll take you because yeah, like that first time I was like, Oh my God, this is serious. Although you can, one thing you can do in this game that I appreciate is just fucking take people out. <laughs> like you can just sideswipe them. Yeah. And like burnout just... style. Like yeah. If you're yeah. Drifting, mm, you can hit okay. someone and they'll, and they'll fly off. And also it's real cars. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's I like picked up a, a, a Nissan 370Z as my car. Cause that's, that's always my uh, Nissan or, or an Audi yeah. uh, or sometimes a Subaru. Uh, yeah. But, uh, it was right there, and I was like, "Oh wow, what what's happening here?" Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a huge racing person these days, largely because the arcade racer kind of died at some point. But like, so I was a little bit checked out there because like, oh yeah, my, uh, the cool game for for the people on this call. And then you said kind of like burnout, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I sat up in my chair okay. a little bit. So the crashing stuff is not as like well implemented as in burnout. Okay, um, and I don't know if the cars actually physically. Like, I don't know if you see them get like you definitely see them like flip into the air and explode. But I don't know if it's like burnout where they get damage. I think it's just either like you're fine or you have exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that might like, explain why they are able to use the licenses. But um, like your your cars definitely get uh, messed up almost in that burnout paradise style where it quickly shows their their vehicle like it. Mm. it slows down just a tiny bit to show their vehicle flying up and exploding but um it damage doesn't persist or anything like that right you don't get to see a junked up gtr driving around they have they have a nissan gtr which is like one of my favorite cars um as like one of the first cars you can pick which is really cool so can you crash into another car and aim it such that that car flies into another car and then that second car also explodes like in burnout revenge yeah yeah i don't think I, so i don't know actually i haven't done, played that enough of it but okay 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 i'm just doing my research here i'm just taking some notes i see uh, i see uh but i mean you, you're you can cause a crash very easily because uh drifting like hitting anyone while drifting causes a crash mm, okay that sounds so fun just drift into somebody and they'll they'll go off the thing um, like I said, my, my biggest issue is, is probably, and it's definitely a holdover from the old cruising games that you have to put in like so much or level your cars up to a, a certain point because like the AI is playing top tier from the jump. Uh, right. and sometimes I, I, I don't need that in my life. Paul in the chat here kind of describes it as being a little grindy because you kind of need the upgrades and stuff and that to get silver to then get to the next stuff. And it sounds like mm. this game is mostly about trying to see like <laughs> this is a buck wild comparison, but hear me out, which is it reminds me of Opus Magnum, which is that. Oh, wow. The Zectronics thing. Yeah, the Zactronics game where you like build weird alchemical devices because that game had a gift creator when you could make like a really good one of those machines and it was just super satisfying. And this game in a similar way feels like a game that exists mostly to see the big stuff at the end. But the process of getting there sounds like it's more work than I necessarily want to do. Mm. yeah and 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 hot wheels is a little bit lighter and mm-hmm. the tracks are interesting and then the track creators also you know add a lot of longevity to it 
uh, similar to something like Trackmania. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Nikki and I played a little bit of the Hot Wheels game while I was in Providence still, and Trackmania was the exact, like, example that I used to, like, that track creator in the Hot Wheels game, you can remember when you would, I never had these because I never had, like, money growing yeah. up, <laughs> but you could get those tracks that were like, drive through a dinosaur's mouth and there's a giant spider and it's God, attacking you. those commercials always look so cool. They are. And they those are in the track creator in the Hot oh, Wheels game. Whoa. And the spider shoots webs at you as you try to drive under it. Hey, that will slow you down. What the fuck? How, what, yeah. this, what a weird, weird year that we're like, <laughs> oh, we got a licensed Hot Wheel games that's like really good. And like, yeah. like no one in a million years would have... I mean, have there been good Hot Wheel games before? There was like uh, one. There was a Micro right? Machines game Micro I Machines. on the NES that I liked. That right. was a top down racer. But Hot Wheels? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. What a I, weird yeah. like license to just be done really well. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Hot Wheels are still popular, is the thing. I think they mm. just kind of never stopped making Hot Wheels stuff. Yeah. And and it's it's real weird because um, like when it, when they first announced it, I was like, wow, this looks pretty good. I was like, who is making this? Is this like one of the, the cast off studios from something else? It's Milestone, who are the folks behind like <laughs> Motor GP and, uh, Monster Energy Supercross. So like they're, ah. and, and ride. So like they're like an actual like racing mm. studio. And then I guess like this is just a random license they picked up for some reason. Like they they right. they they went from like doing actual racing games to uh, just like this year, just like hey, let's do Hot Wheels as well because they they actually have uh, Monster Energy Supercross and MotoGP out this year as well. Wow. Right. When you said that it was made by Milestone, I did for a split second think, like, wait, the people who made Static Shock? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, no, not Milestone, the comp- uh, comic company. Milestone, the the racing developer. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so, like, they, they know what they're doing, and this is a pretty good game. So maybe this will just slot into their, like... Hot Wheels Unleashed 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, because they, I, I, I think they do like one of their big series like every year. Hmm. Cool. Well, I want to try the, yeah, I got to try the Hot Wheels game too. Uh, yeah. Anything else about Cruising Blast or? Uh, no, I, I'd say uh, try it or look up videos because uh, the tracks are like like the old cruising games wild just with you know uh they're in 3d and uh it runs at a beautiful clip on switch um very weird 60 it's like a weird looking game like the color palette and lighting systems are very strange looking it's not bad but it is like weird um it's kind of all neon like bizarre yeah, and that and that's why I said like I I don't know if like it's an actual yeah. sequel, but mm, they yeah. definitely were like, all right, we're gonna go back to the cruising games, and then we're just gonna copy that again. Um, and that's the feel like it has permanent, but the the menu music is uh haunting me 
Uh, <laughs> it is, it's destroying my soul. Like this lady just go cruising. Wait. Let's get a cruising. And, and, and the loop is like maybe. 20 30 seconds yeah so okay so and and it's it's throughout the menu like whenever you finish a tour and you go back to the menu the song is there waiting for you <laughs> yeah. it's lying in wait it's got a fucking yeah, knife behind a bush get you um okay wait so i i just looked it up and um so here's how it worked so cruisin was developed by eugene jarvis for midway um mm-hmm. and the first one cruising usa ran on nintendo's um hardware like ran the on nintendo 64, 64. Yeah. it ran on the nintendo 64 hardware um and then basically what happened was midway like left the arcade business and i think fell apart um so this guy eugene jarvis started raw thrills which is uh. the company that made this and he made the arcade game Fast and Furious, which was basically a cruising game. And then oh, that one! They yeah. ported it to the Wii, and they took all the movie stuff out and just called it Cruisin'. And then what? this one is they licensed the name from Nintendo for the new arcade machine, which came out about four years ago, and then they ported it to the Wii or to the Switch just now. So weird what a story. Weird heritage, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is a spiritual successor, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, by Eugene the Jarvius same, is the yeah, same guy by the dude. Um, yeah. So, huh? That's cool. Um, oh, he made Defender and Robotron twenty eighty four as well. Yeah, Eugene Jarvis is like a name. Yeah, good for him. You know what? I wish him the best. I uh, made next next Machina as well. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Steven? Hello. Do you want to talk about it just says books here? I don't think that counts as a video game. Um, yeah, I uh, hold on. Oh, okay, I got a video game here. I just like whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, is this is this butter? Oh, oh, oh shit, beans. Ah, oh, fuck. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you dropped your video games? I dropped my Vita in my house and broke it here in my house. I guess my home uh, owner's insurance will have to cover that since I broke it here in my that's house. That's definitely how home and homeowner's insurance works. That's not what Nikki told me. Uh, they listen to this podcast. Uh, I know they always listen to the podcast of anybody who makes a claim. Uh, so I wanted them to know that I broke my Vita in my house. Right oh, here. I see. Yeah, so you're sort of um ensuring that everyone knows that that's definitely where you broke it yep 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 uh in my house nowhere else uh up until that moment i was playing final fantasy 4 which is a great little game um and the best way to play it's still on a vita it turns out mm, yeah uh, but yeah uh no i've been playing mostly that i was playing mostly that other than final fantasy 14 which i've talked about like in the last three straight episodes so I think I need to move on from that. But yeah, Final Fantasy IV, I have not played a lot of those old classico mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy games very much. I've played more of the Dragon Quest games, which is weird because I grew up with like Final Fantasy IX and eight and seven and ten. But um, the 2D ones never really touched. So I figured I would start with kind of like what I mentally kind of view. I guess it's just because they started on the SNES there. Um, but I kind of mentally view it as like the, the more modern era of, of like where the beginning of the modern era of Final Fantasy starts, which yeah. is four. Yeah. Right. Cause the first three are like 
hey, some guy, hey, go do a thing. And then yeah. four is like. You got to kill chaos. Four is. is four four is, here's characters. Yeah. 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 And it also the oh the other reason I got into it is because uh, Final Fantasy fourteen the new expansion is going to be drawing a lot from four specifically so I thought it'd be fun to kind of get some of that backstory. Um, so I've been hanging out with my boy Cecil, who is a Dark Knight at the beginning of that game, and then you you transform him into a into a paladin. It's a I mean it it is what that game is right it's a active time battle you you mm. get into a random dungeon and then there's an airship with a guy named Sid on it. It is really fun and interesting. I was talking to LB about this um, at Providence, the, where we were all together at. And it is very fun and interesting to me to kind of like see the beginnings of storytelling in games like that. Because they haven't really gotten it right yet, mm. but they're trying so hard and it's kind of really endearing. Um, for instance, like the, one of the things with like four is like, you start basically in that game, the la- the first like two or three hours of it, you're pl- basically playing a bad guy. Cecil is basically evil because he's right. working for the you evil work empire. for the red wings. Yes. Have you played this, Mary? Uh, no, I feel like I've seen like the first five minutes of it. This isn't, sorry. And also like, don't DM me. This isn't the Kafka one. Kafka is six. This is different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you heard me say this is Kafka earlier. I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, this is not Kefka. This is Golbez. I believe this is his yes, name. This is, this Everyone's is favorite Final Fantasy villain. Rydia and Kane and the Moon. Yeah. And you get on the Tella, Lunar Whale. Spoonie Bard. Spoonie Bard. That's still in the PS4 version. No, the, the PS Vita version. They still got the Spoonie Bard. So this is like the one where they're like, here are the characters and this is their classes and you can't yes. change that stuff. Very it's much, job right? system. This is, this is capital J job system mm. for, you can change Cecil, but that's a story beat. He turns from a dark right. night to a And valley. everyone, everyone's pretty much the same. And, and as Steven says, this is probably the best way to play it because, well, <laughs> because, uh, there are, uh, Final Fantasy pixel remasters yep. that mm-hmm. have come out. But uh, one, the font is crap. Yeah. And two, uh, for some reason, they didn't put them on Switch. That That's is the most weird. baffling part That's about that. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Having just played the first three Dragon Quest games on Switch, which also, like, it's the mobile version, so they don't look amazing, but they're right. perfectly legible. That's it was perfect. And if they had the, the pixel Final Fantasies on there, I would be like, yeah, even if they don't look great, I'll try them. But. That's the thing that has been one of the other than like the just being it's fun to see the storytelling stuff um, because it's like, oh, Cecil is supposed to be like this dark brooding hero. And they're like trying to play with that idea that you would then later see in like seven, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also every, but then also every time you go to the inn, he goes, good night. And then gets up and like raises <laughs> his arms and says, all set. <laughs> it's just very fun that was the stuff i was talking to elby about but like the other most interesting thing to me is that this is a remake this is not the original sprites and and art necessarily Uh, in all all parts so they did a remake and it looks great it looks incredible like it everything feels natural and correct the text isn't fucking weird the sprites don't look bad and strange and out of place on their own backgrounds it looks like really 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 good just really good pixel art from that era with like some special like pizzazz and spice thrown in on maybe like when you cast a fire spell and stuff and that looks great it looks good and 
I want to know there's probably an article to be written that is just like a where it where does Square Enix jump the shark? Where do they stop making good remakes of their own games and start making bad ones? What's the first one that everybody hated? Hmm. I, I feel like this. They, this is good. I feel like they go back and forth though, right? Wasn't like, like be- wasn't the Chrono Trigger wasn't one of the early Chrono Trigger remakes really busted? The PC version, yeah, I believe. I remember. Well, yeah, early P- these weren't even remakes, but like the PC releases of those games in the nineties or early two thousands yeah. were always really weird. Final Fantasy VII was on PC. You yeah. forget that? Like a lot of people forget that because I feel like people liked. I think that they did not like the Secret of Mana remake. No, that was bad. But I feel like they did like the Trials of Mana remake. Well, because that was basically like a whole different... Because the Secret of Mana remake was like, let's just kind of make it look nicer. And the Trials one was like, we're just going to build a whole new... A whole new game. Right. So they know that the thing... Well, yes, they did both for both. They did Uh, a thing where they put out the Secret of Mana remake where it was all CG art. It was like, you know, 3D models and stuff mm-hmm. instead of just doing the 2D art. Then a year later, they put out like Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana together in the 2D pixel art with right. just like a tr- new translation. And then they put out a CG Oh no, that version. was just, that was just the, re- that was the, just the repackaging of the, the, the collection ROMs. of Mana. Yeah. Collection the of ROMs, Mana. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, but then they also made a CG remake of Trials of Mana like a yeah, yeah, month it, later or something. I think it, yeah. Um, which I never played, despite liking Second Densetsu three quite a lot. Um, but that got yeah. pretty good reviews. Like, uh, yeah, I think people really like that. One. I think people, yeah, like Trials it. they liked, Secret Tri- of Mana I mean, they didn't. I think because people have sort of come around on Secret of Mana being a good game or not. I think a lot of people are like, <laughs> it actually was never that good. Um, and like Second Densetsu three, sorry, Trials of Mana. I still am not used to calling it that. Um, is just like more interesting and like has better mm. characters and like their the ring combat systems were like a lot more um finessed and things like that but i never played secrets of mana so i shouldn't talk shit on it i played like 10 minutes i bought that collection of remake mana. secret of evermore remake secret of evermore <laughs> i'm the only person who ever played it i played it i didn't it like sucks. it <laughs> I was going to say, it's a bad game, Merit. Most, That's most I... promising premise slash cover art and worst yeah. execution ever. Has nothing to do with Secret of Mana. Also, completely different team. Yeah, it was a uh, Western North team. America. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those games, though, the the same way it, the mo- uh, in terms of movies, the movie Kronos, the Guillermo del Toro movie, uh-huh. is one of the movies that I like think back of like when I went to Premiere Video to go buy or to go rent new games and stuff. Uh-huh. I would always pass that box art and be like, what the fuck is this? I need to know about this. And Secret of Evermore was the game yeah. version of that until I rented it and played it. Secret it was like, of Evermore, big scary monster with like a kid holding a bone trying to fight it and his dog next to him. Yeah. Have you ever seen Kronos? It's a good movie. I watched Kronos in Providence with uh, Funke and Oh, Nikki. hell yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was really Yeah, good. I saw Funke's review on Letterboxd. Like, I wasn't really feeling the energy. I'm like, you're not feeling the energy of two old guy vampires fighting? Like, <laughs> what, don't, what don't you like about the old man vampire movie? And he rips off his skin and licks blood off the floor. It's great. And it's definitely, almost definitely where um, the stone mask in JoJo comes from. <laughs> it was 1,000%. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, um, which yeah. I think Funke would like Jojo more than maybe Yes, Carlos. yes, probably. It's a slow movie, I'll say that. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah remake wise, yeah. uh, Act Razor just came out. It just it seems did. to be a loved Final Fantasy VII remake. Was I never played the remake. original Act Razor. Um, um, hey, can we talk about just for like a second? Can we talk about like how insane that direct was? Uh, oh my week? god! Because like I was on vacation, but I was watching the stream, um, like our stream of it on my phone, and like it opens with like we have an announcement about Smash Brothers. We will announce it in two weeks. And it was just like, what the fuck? And they uh, do that three they, more times. They did, yeah, they did an Animal Crossing one of that too. Where they're like, we'll announce this later. What and, the fuck and was then, happening? And then obviously the, the big story out of that direct was the Mario movie casting, which is a subject that we've talked about <laughs> on this podcast before. I kind of expected that that's how it would go in terms of Charles Martinet being in the movie, but not being Mario. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. I could not do an hour and a half of Charles. No, Martin it would be. Mario. Well, here's the thing: if Charles Barnett was Mario, he wouldn't talk. He, would like, he wouldn't have too. conversations. He would just be like, "Okay," he would go, and then like other characters would talk, right? So like that right. would be sort of how it worked. Yeah, but no, a full hour of that would be obnoxious. Mario um, would be a weapon wielded by Princess Peach with impunity. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, Chris Pratt, terrible, terrible, terrible choice. Everyone, literally, everyone terrible agrees. Guy. And if we forced the sonic movie to everyone was like oh it's so bad that fans have this much input they made the sonic movie change the design but now we can wield that power to make them take chris pratt Mm. out of the movie um because who who wanted chris pratt you know so i i feel that this question to you merit earlier today on a stream and i I would love it if you repeated your answer for the channel f uh as well but i also want to hear mike's answer too which is which member of the cast do you object to the least like which which casting choice? Yeah, I mean, I think Charlie Day. Um, Charlie Day. When I saw that, I was just like, "Sorry, sorry, Charlie Day from It's Always <laughs> Sunny in Philadelphia is Luigi." And then I was just like, "Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay, um, he, he could do it." My real answer is probably uh, um, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. No, but, oh, weird, but. Oh, but, I forgot but that my, he was even in it. Oh my but my God. joke answer uh, is Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. As Toad. Because yeah. I feel like, uh, so in Key and Peele, he had the 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 skit where he was a teacher. Yeah, A-Aaron. A-Aaron, yeah, the A-Aaron skit. And I feel like that's what he's going to do for Toad. Like, I feel like Toad is going to be a put-upon, angry. Surly Toad. Surly Toad. Um and Cranky so, like, Kong, Surly Toad. And and I don't think he's gonna do like I don't think he's gonna try to do the like I mean, like whatever toad voice. I think he's just gonna the be the video him. that someone made of that sketch yeah. yes. while doing that voice, right? Okay. <laughs> Cause uh yeah, I, I just don't think he's gonna do the screechy voice it for the whole It would be a lot. It yeah, would be so, so much. Uh, he would so end I, his whole voice acting career right there because he'd yeah. be done. He'd rip up his throat. Uh, and yeah, and Toad is another one of those where, like, I like, I'm like, well, why not just take the uh, voice actor for Toad and just have them know? And then I, I think about it like an hour and a half of that would mm-hmm. really, I would slam my head into my desk. I hope Cranky Kong dies in this movie. How dare you? Just ageism happening. No, no, right no, no. Now. I no. I love Cranky Kong, but Fred Armisen can can 
can go to hell. Um, <laughs> but, okay, Dude, wait. Do you think a character? So do you think a, a a speaking character will die in the Mario movie? A final uh, death? No way. I, no I, way. I, I feel like I feel like a like a Goomba or something. Because again, this is this is Cranky illumination. Kong might, Cranky Kong might actually die though. I, I think Cranky Kong will live because I feel like what they're doing setting up is, a Donkey Kong movie. Yeah, yep. mm, yeah, yeah. They have to, so, there's no way that this is the last one of these they do, right? They do like a whole Nintendo bombs. cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah unless it bombs. Yeah, uh, and and I don't think it will bomb because it again, won't. it's illu- it's Illumination, mm-hmm. and uh, while most of the movies I've seen of theirs are terrible, yep. they are well loved by the audience like yeah. it's just like people like they go watch them and they have fun this movie you rattle off a couple uh minions despicable me yeah. one two and three yeah those two ones. sing films uh the secret life of pets like oh, they're wow. all you can name a lot more than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so like they're all like very middling like they're not Pixar level. They're not even uh, Sony Animation has gotten a lot better. They did Spider Verse. So it, it goes Pixar, DreamWorks, Sony Computer Animation, Illumination. Yeah, I I'd, I'd actually almost switch DreamWorks and Sony at this point because okay. Mit- Mitchell's versus the Machines was also good. Oh right, I haven't mm. seen was that also yet. very good. So yeah. like Spider Verse and that were like, oh maybe they just needed good writers in time sure um i i don't really understand why you like as much as we all detest chris pratt and the way in which he has been forced upon all of us um i just don't get why like you're making a mario movie by the minions people why do you spend the like x millions of dollars to get chris pratt when you could just get literally anyone and people would still see it. Like that's a not a voice cr- actor who will do a better a job. A voice actor, yeah. And who you could probably pay like a tenth of the right. not that voice actors should be paid less, but like you know what they I mean? Are, it's like though. who is going to see this movie because Chris Pratt is in it? <laughs> Did you see the um uh Sung Wong Cho pro like a pro Z D um video about the casting? No. Which is literally this where he's just like, This is like the I think the video is just called like how executives think people react to oh, casting yeah, announcements. I did see that. Yeah. Okay. And he's just like Chris Pratt is Mario? Chris Pratt is Mario? Chris Pratt is Mario? And he like bursts into his son's room and is just like, Chris Pratt is Mario. It's like, who is that? I don't understand. And it just ends with that and Pete, nobody does that though. It's like nobody gives a shit on the on the movie casting in that way. Yeah, like, I, not about something like this. Not Chris Pratt no. for Mario. And, and right. Chris Pratt has become a standard Hollywood white guy. Like like yeah. in the Lego Movie, he is just the complete vanilla voice. I um, forgot that was him. I forgot um, that was him the, too. Yes, yeah, it was uh, for both of them. And 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 the point is, he's like the absolute one hundred percent vanilla voice that you can put in that role. And no one will care. And like Tomorrow War, if you haven't seen it, don't. Um, <laughs> it's like the absolute vanilla action. Like he's like, like the complete uninteresting super diet action hero. Like yeah. he's relatively buff, relatively good looking, average voice. He has no charisma. So it's just kind of like, yeah, let's just you put know- him in there. You know, 
I want to, I do want to move on, but I was thinking about this the other day. Isn't it weird how vanilla has come to mean just like basic or like normal? Because like vanilla, like vanilla is like a taste that mm-hmm. is like unique. <laughs> it's not just sugar or whatever. It's not just like plain. Right. Like vanilla ice cream tastes like vanilla is a, a fucking plant. Like it's a real thing. It's not vanilla just like, is my favorite flavor of ice cream. If it's cream, done so. well, it's really good. It's like just vanilla overused. bean. It's I guess it's overused, but it's just like so funny that it has it's come to me plain when it's like it's a really complex flavor too. It's like yeah. got a texture to it. I think it I think it is literally just the fact that it became the de facto face of like ice cream. The basic a, I, the normal, yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah. the it's the when you make a sundae, like you yeah. put vanilla and then you throw a bunch of stuff on top of it. Right. Yeah. It's like it works the also because I think a lot of vanilla ice cream is just there's like very little it's just like vanilla in it. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of remakes and re-releases, uh, the Konami answered my prayers. Oh, yes. They looked up from making um, Pachinko games for a second and said, we're going to package three ROMs, four ROMs, sorry, uh, and you can pay us for them again. And I said, thank you, Konami. Thank you for this gift because it's the Castlevania Advanced Collection. And um, as these things go, this one's pretty good. Like... I'm a notorious critic, notorious critic. Um, I'm on record as hating most of these collections because like they're so bare bones. They're just like usually really poorly done cash grabs. Yeah. And this one doesn't have like a ton of extras, but it does let you play the games in North America, Europe or Japanese versions, which I always love because there is usually subtle differences. There's like a gallery mode that has like concept art and stuff. And like those to me, those things are like bare minimums. <laughs> um, it doesn't have the manuals, which is a little bit annoying, but they did add. Um, so there's like the sort of standard emulation, safe state and um, like limited rewind features now. Ooh, which has that. the rewind. Yeah, yeah, which I really like just because like. I don't know, like to me, they just it cut down on a lot of just like busy work a lot of the time yeah of like you just quick save outside a boss room and it's like i don't fucking care if, if you don't think that counts like i don't care um i don't want to have to make the run all the way back from like a safe point or go through all of like the game over screen and everything um or even in a game like castlevania the rewind thing is nice because if you're like oh shit i just went the wrong way for five minutes yeah mm-hmm. it's like um and they also added these little like they call them gadgets to each game So in Circle of the Moon, that game is all about collecting these magic cards that are random drops from enemies. And unless you had a strategy guide, you would never in a million years know (laughs) where they drop from. But Uh what happens now is when you attack an enemy, it will tell you if it drops a card and it will tell you if you have that card or not yet. Oh my God, Um, that rules. Which is a really big help. And you can turn that off too if you want to play it the the traditional way. Um, Harmony of Dissonance has a, a gadget thing where it, tells you if there are hidden items that you haven't collected in the area not like exactly where they are just like in the the region basically um and then i haven't tried it yet but i would assume aria of sorrow has something that tells you what souls uh enemies drop because that was the big thing about that game i would say this collection is worth it just to play aria of sorrow which is one of yeah the best games on the game boy advance and one of my favorite games of all time 
I just I'm, beat it on my Game Boy Advance like yeah. a month ago or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I would have been more excited about this collection, but I also just bought between you. Yeah, I, I know you were playing an illegal, mo- <laughs> illegal wow. machine. Yeah. So yeah. I had all of the like the three games. Yeah. Uh, Who would do that? I had them all. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I might have played them. I don't know. But you know, if you have an illegal ROM machine, uh, portable handheld mm-hmm. from the Chinas or thereabout, uh, you might be able to have already played these games. So, like when it, yes. it, it announced, I was like, "Well, that's great. It's legal way to do that." Um. And then I look the other way. <laughs> These changes to this particular version, though, are they sound honestly, Barrett? I oh, I just beat Arya of Sorrow, which is like mm-hmm. the probably the best of these three games, but I'm kind of tempted to go back and play these because, like, I never beat Circle of the Moon because it was such a grind with it's that. It's really drop stuff. Circle of the Moon is. I only like I, this is the first time I've replayed it since it came out, um, and it wasn't even Iga didn't even work on it. Right, yeah. Um, it's yeah. such a weird, different game, and it's very hard. And so, like, having those quick saves and stuff makes it, like, so much more bearable. Yeah. But even the UI stuff, like the, the hey, this is who drops this item, and you have it or you don't. Like, that yeah. stuff sounds so smart. That's Also, did, did they... Did somebody come to Konami and say, "Hey, we already did all the work on this. Just give a like, I just let know. us use the name." Like, I mean, it's so un-Konami like to do something well, like this. So their collections have been not terrible, actually. Like oh. I also picked up the Castlevania collection, which came out a few years ago, but was on sale recently. Okay, and um, like I think all of those too. They they do have stuff like you know art, and they they tend to include things that like weren't released. Like that Castlevania collection has. Um, Kid Dracula or whatever it's called, which was like never released here, I think. Right, yeah. Um, so they seem like surprisingly good for a company that like doesn't actually make video games anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do release their things that they made, um, they tend to be pretty cool. But you also get Dracula X for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. It's <laughs> That's not, not a GBA it's game. Not a and, GBA and, game. It's and, not and a not, very good game. <laughs> and not Symphony of the Night, which is another game that people have been like, We're not Symphony why isn't Night? this on yeah. Switch? Why um, isn't this I, on I, it's weird, right? Um, yeah, Dracula X. I would have preferred Castlevania Four, but I think that's already on the Castlevania Advance or the old collection. Yeah. Dracula X is like not a good game. It's a SNES port of a Turbo Graphics game, um, and it was yeah for the Super NES too. So that's weird. But then also there's the DS games, and I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do anything with those because I'm pretty sure Dawn of Sorrow was released on mobile. Um, and I don't think any of those games really use the touchscreen or the second screen that much beyond like map or like Dawn of Sorrow did that horrible thing where to beat a boss, you had to like draw a symbol. Yeah. Right. Um, you could pretty easily do, cause that's not like displaying. It would probably take more work than they want to do, but that wasn't displaying anything on the bottom screen. It was just, it was just gesture, I think. So you could yeah, probably do, do I that. Think like I, do, I will say playing these ones, I do miss having a map on the second screen mm. um, because having to constantly switch to it is really annoying and there's no mm-hmm. mini map. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just been playing many Castlevania. Circle of the That's Moon is, is okay. Uh, it's really weird and different. 
um, Harmony of Dissonance was them trying to like overcorrect everything that they did wrong with the first one. So like Circle of the Moon came out on the original GBA, so there's no backlight and it was, you could barely see anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Harmony of Dissonance, they were like, okay, everything is going to be really bright. It's not going to look like a Castlevania game at all. It's going to be like so bright. The main character has a blue outline around him at all yeah, times. Yeah, Justy, like, like he he pops he from the glows. background so much. He, ha- he so constantly weird. has like the Shinobi after image thing behind him. <laughs> uh, it's very weird. It's not the best one, but it's there's some things that are pretty cool. But what then, was... uh... Hmm? Sorry, this is, a, this is a question for you, Merritt. What was the name of that other hd castlevania game not hd well, oh. it was hd but it was also it was hd you know the one that was on xbox live yeah that was like a weird uh, almost roguelike or something it was i tried playing it once and it was like unplayable because it was so far zoomed out right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i don't know it had like um a bunch of different characters in it uh, Har- harmony of despair Harmony of Despair, which is okay. weird that they would say, go for Harmony confused. again when they already did that. But yeah, well, they've um, done they they do that sometimes when they're trying to evoke something else, like the Aria games. Yeah, yeah that's and the, and the, the GB one, GBA ones are uneven. Whereas I, I personally think all of the DS ones, which would be uh, Dawn of Sorrow, uh, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia, are all bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course they're all also DS yeah, games, yeah. so we can't get them on anything because <sighs> you have to figure out that work. second yeah. screen. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, we, again, I think Dawn of Sorrow was put on mobile. Yeah. So like, you could probably do that with the others. And like, I That's, do love those games. Like I love all the DS ones. I do think Order of Ecclesia is like a little bit too hard, but I could the, see that the problem with, with Dawn of Sorrow and, um, and portrait for me, and we can move on. Is that they went for the Saturday morning like oh, Western yeah. anime cartoon style, where they're like, "What if we made it look like a really shitty kids anime instead of like beautiful, um, like Kojima Ayami Kojima's art, yeah, um, or like, like very delicate, which is in Aria, pale. like the yeah. art in Aria is like that." And then for Donosaur, they're like, "Oh shucks." Uh-oh, I might be Dracula. Gee whiz. That does suck. Uh, have you played the Apple Arcade one? Uh, no. Yeah. Okay, so so Grimoire of Souls, it's, it's, it's Castlevania oh, Grimoire of Souls. Is it a Souls. gotcha? It came out a while ago. Yeah. Like in 2018, I think as like a test run or a beta or something like that. Anyways, it disappeared died and then i guess apple paid them to just actually finish it and take out all the because it's an apple arcade game oh, so, so you have to be subscribed to apple arcade yeah. to play it but it came out like it came out this month i think wait yeah i'm oh, looking wow. this because i definitely heard about this vaguely and i was like oh this sounds like a shitty gotcha game um Apple Arcade games don't have microtransactions, but, though, do they? Yeah, no, no, not at all. So that's that's why, like, I it, I think the original version did when it came out in twenty eighteen, yeah. oh. and then and then it died a death, yeah. and then I, I, I think <laughs> Apple was like, "Hey, we just need games. We'll pay you to fix it, and then put it on Apple Arcade." So it just came out, and I don't know if it's any good or not. Because it's on Apple Arcade, and the truth is, 
most people like i mean they they do release some good games but i i, I get the feeling that not a lot of people play yeah apple arcade games everybody signed up for apple arcade when it first came out and then forgot <laughs> yeah. that they were signed up for it and have been paying for it ever since and nobody has played a game on it so yeah like i played fantasian and that was it yeah which was the game from the final fantasy creator right it's a good game it's just like i feel like yeah apple arcade is just games go to die there yeah this came out like two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> but also apparently they haven't done a, like there's no microtransactions anymore but all of the stuff that basically they took out the opportunity to pay for things yeah. mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. it's just an incredibly grindy game that you're like ah oh, fuck I wish I could just pay three dollars to get this upgrade or whatever there so, was a back when I was reviewing mobile games there was an Assassin's Creed like boat combat game that I reviewed back then mm-hmm. that was it it came out in that state, but it was so very clear that that was what had happened. And anytime that that happens, it's one of the most frustrating things because it's like, oh, this could be unique yeah. and cool, but you just did no work. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, well, do we want to do question time real quick? Yes. Yes. Paul also asked me to let you know that we didn't get around to question time the last week. So all of these questions oh, down in oh, I know. are also fair. Game. Oh, you oh, think okay. I don't listen to the show when I'm not on it? Because I do. All right. Okay. Ooh. I just want to give you. I heard everything. I heard what you said. Oh, no. Oh, God. No, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> this is why I'm fired. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to question time. Um, yeah, we do have a lot, but I'm just going to pick a couple because we're already running kind of long. So uh, this first one comes from Pop Verzak, who asks, if you could steal a piece of clothing from a video game character, what article would you snatch? And I'm going to say for this question, your decision has to be based purely on aesthetics. You can't say like, oh, a magic cloak that turns <sighs> invisible. It has to just be a piece of otherwise mundane clothing that you think looks cool. Uh, I have an answer already. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Rock Howard's jacket from Gara Mark of the Wolves. Oh. All right, let me look this up. It's a cool jacket. It's a pretty basic Rock jacket. But Howard. Cool. That is a pretty cool jacket. That's a cool jacket. It is. Uh, I was also going to go for a, a jacket uh, coat type uh, type situation because, maybe just because I was talking about Castlevania so much, but Soma Cruz wears... Yeah. A ridiculous coat. <laughs> he wears like a white trench coat with fur lining in some images. Um and oh god, they they look what they they massacred my boy. <laughs> like if you look at the pictures of him from Dom Sorrow, he's just like, I'm an enemy. Um yeah. but he has this huge coat that's just completely impractical and insane. And like he runs around, I'm pretty sure he runs around with it like hanging off of his shoulders. Like not with his arms in the sleeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he wears it like a cape, like it's which a is mood. A fam- yeah. It's a common Japanese fashion. It's a whole like, ass mood. Like, I love wearing yeah. jackets like that. You look so much cooler. You and wore one in Providence that looked amazing like that. It's really impractical, but it's fun. Stephen, what are you uh what are you stealing? 
I really want Gaia's boots from Final Fantasy XIV, the Eden Raid, who I've just dropped in the Discord chat here. A little hard oh. to see because it's, um, it's a transparent image, but she's got incre- these like really weird corkscrew high heel um, shoes that are just great, and I and, love uh, those. It's it's worth noting that this is the character that Tetsuya Nomura designed for yes. Final Fantasy XIV. So it is it is full of the Nomuraisms. <laughs> uh, a lot of people didn't like that at the time. I I found out fairly recently, but I love Gaia's design. I think she looks great, um, and I don't like Nomura usually. <laughs> it's a cool look, though. Uh. All right, uh, one more question uh, from Sophie B. <laughs> Hold on, Paul did just drop it. The Paul chat just said Parappa's hat. Yeah, that's a this good one. That's I a good option. My parents die, Parappa. <laughs> this is where you watched your parents die. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> Sophie B says, asks rather, with games like Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, and Stardew Valley getting turned into board games, I didn't know there was a Monster Hunter World board game. Are there any other games you'd like to see make that transition? <sighs> the thing I is, a lot of the games. I don't play board games. I don't play a lot of board games lately, but I'll, I'll come up with something. The, I think the, the issue is that most of the games that I would think would translate really in, into in, really interesting board games are already board games. Um, sorry, I was reading at the same time, so I stumbled over my words there, but I was pulling up, I was just double checking that there was in fact an XCOM enemy unknown board game. And there is, <laughs> cause that would nice. definitely be a good board game. I bet yeah. Yeah, one is too. Disco Elysium. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah, I feel it would like be very that. weird, but. Um... Cause it's, yeah, it is, it is already dice rolls. In that yeah, game. I, I, I yeah. feel like that's like already someone's. There's games that are kind that. of similar. I mean, like I could see that working in like sort of an Arkham Horror style. Arkham Horror, or there is, I think it's just called. Is it just called Arabian Nights? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Arabian Nights. Yeah, where it could be like it's that just like it comes with a its own side book of like 36A, and it's just like yeah, just random shit happens things. to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you you rolled a you rolled a d twenty here and got a three, which means that a fucking bird pops out and eats your dick or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, hmm. What game would I like to see made into a board game? They made so many weird video game board game adaptations in the eighties and nineties. Like there's a Mario oh, yeah. and there's a Mario game and a Zelda game that are both like completely nonsensical. Um, huh. Like you control the same, you all control like the same guy and you're just like moving him around. It's very weird. Um, what about Mario Party? Mario it's already it's evil. already a board game. But then they can make all the but mini games be like rude things that you have to do. Oh, like that Ubisoft, like that game? Ubisoft game. Remember that? What was that called? We Dare or Yeah, We like, Dare, I think. We Dare, yeah. yeah. I think um, you're right. The commercial uh, for that so, is like cape is like weapons grade cringe. It can make you oh, like literally crawl out of your own skin. It's great. It's you ever need to fucking end a party real quick, just pull that up on YouTube. So so question, what what do you do when like the weirdest news in the world pops up while you're you're recording this? What is it? Tell me. We usually talk about it. Netflix. 
has picked up Night School Studio, the folks oh, behind yeah. Oxenfree. Yeah. Like, they bought them. Because Netflix yeah. is like, ah, we want to make games because yeah. games make money. Uh, the Witcher TV series happened and they realized, oh, wait, what if we just put out video games based on the shows that are popular and vice versa? And yeah. we can rent those out. And and they announced that they were doing video games, but they were like, we're going to have them out next year. And I was like, the hell you aren't, because games take time to make. Uh-huh. But their answer is, just buy a studio. <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. buy a bunch of them. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's, like, I think maybe even talked about this. Maybe it was on 99 Potions, but, like, inflation is coming. So every major company media company right now is just trying to divest themselves of mu- as much money as they can because their money is worth more now than it's going to be worth in two years so everybody's just acquiring everybody else and like that's why that's part of why you see xbox getting so many pickups like double fine and all that stuff because the, they know that and probably about the time for netflix to be doing the same the the thing that makes it somewhat interesting is that because of covid game companies are also worth more money than they've ever mm. been so it's probably pretty expensive you know not night school doesn't do like huge games but they probably got a pretty good deal on that i would guess I, probably a pretty good deal and also Oxenfree just feels like like multi meat like yeah it feels like they're gonna take Oxenfree, put out Oxenfree 2 which was already announced yeah. and then like make an oxen free tv series. show yeah the Oxenfree is like somebody somewhere. I don't know if this will actually be the case, but somebody somewhere in that chain said Oxenfree will be the next Stranger Things. Yeah. And, and, and I, yeah. So I, my guess is they'll probably go after, uh, after party probably would also, which is also nice school studio to yeah. be perfect honest. Like that also feels like a, a let's do a animated series or something like that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I could see uh, that. Netflix is throwing uh, its considerable uh, money. Netflix is always in debt. Um, uh, After video game studios now, let's see how Mm. good or bad this is going to go. It worked for fucking Bandersnatch or whatever. Everybody loved that. I still have not done that. (laughs) Well, maybe we can all go do that because it's time to wrap up the podcast. Time to wrap up the the show and we all go play our favorite show, Bandersnatch. Watch our favorite game. Who knows? No one's really clear. Are they going <laughs> to Minecraft one of those too? Uh, yes. I think when they I realized a- that there are Minecraft books, that's when I sort of, my brain just shut down. <laughs> sure and I was don't. like, hmm, yeah, okay. I don't understand <laughs> culture anymore. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with yeah. that. Steve opened the door and hit a creeper. It exploded and killed him. The end. Um... That's also the end of this podcast. So thank you for listening to Channel F. If you like the show, please tell your friends. Tell your dentist. Tell your dog. Um, listen, as long as it's as long as it's playing, as long as it's being downloaded, it doesn't matter who's in the room. Okay? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Play your dog, our podcast. Uh keep them company. No, while you're, I think specifically uh, while you're at work. we want we want their dog to download the podcast. We don't want them listening to this in like a big group. We want everybody oh, individually. Yes. To Everyone install. has to do it. Yeah. Individually. Uh, also, choose the numbers. If, if you are a dentist, realize the power that you have in that 
the people yeah. once they're in the chair are captive and you can play whatever you, you want. You can just um, put imagine if your dentist just put a podcast on. Like uh, yeah. so, what would so you do? Before oh, no, we it's- before we finish this, I'm going to say uh my dentist one 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 time I went in to yeah. get a cavity filled was like one he was like, ah, this is one isn't really deep, so you don't need any anesthetic. We're just gonna drill this bitch straight. Yeah. Um but then he he pulled up a the little screen on the arm and he put an Oprah commencement speech. He was like, This is a really good one. What? And so I just had Sorry? to sit here really and listen to this man. An Oprah commencement speech? Yeah. Yeah. What? So he just put an Oprah commencement speech on the screen while he went straight up raw on my tooth with his fucking drill. Okay. Well, that's worse than what I was going to say. With that image <laughs> firmly lodged in our minds forever, we're going to say goodbye this week. If you want to check us out on social media, Fanbyte is there on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. Uh, Steven is on Twitter at Steven Strom. Uh, Mike, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is at Automatic Zen. That's Automatic Zen. Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mary Kay. Our producer, Paul, is on Twitter at Polly Mayo. And uh, until next time, keep cruising and keep that dial tuned to Channel F. Hey everyone, it's John Warren from Fanbyte. The world of games and entertainment can be a lot to try to keep up with, but don't worry, I've got you covered. Join me, the Fanbyte crew, and our friends from around the industry as we break down the week's biggest headlines on Thanks for the Knowledge, our weekly video game news podcast. Plus, get a look at the week ahead so you don't miss upcoming game releases, events, and much more. Thanks for the Knowledge is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can thank us later.